Welcome to this Melbourne Business School podcast. I'm Jan Marshall, and with me today is James Yorston, General Manager of Learning at Executive Education at Melbourne Business School, and Nithya Ramaswamy, Learning Consultant for the Learning Centre in Exec Ed at Melbourne Business School. Nithya has 15 years experience in providing consulting insights, client engagement and learning design and delivery to leaders from a range of organisations across the Asia Pacific. Her research interests are in action learning and the future of leadership development. For the last 20 years, James Yorston has assisted organisations to develop more purposeful and confident leaders. He brings a highly diverse corporate background. James has a particular interest in the areas of leadership development, group dynamics and cultural change. To start us off today, Nithya, can you tell us about the challenges that organisations are facing today? Thanks, Jen. Um, we work across a variety of different clients from different industries. And to sum it up, there are two key challenges that we are seeing. The first one is the challenge of sense making. So as existing leaders leave the business or transition out to other responsibilities, what we're seeing is that organizations are increasingly being challenged to fill those roles quickly with future leaders who are agile, and adaptable to be able to understand current business as well as drive the business forward. So the second challenge relates to the challenge of predicting and making decisions. With the abundance of information and data available out there, these leaders now have to be able to not only make sense of that, but be able to make the right informed choices that are right not just for them, but for the organizations and stakeholders. And presumably, that decision-making process is in conjunction with that first challenge, a revolving process. So we're sense-making data, we're making decisions, and then we have to repeat that process. Is that how I would hear those challenges? Absolutely, Jen. So the, the words that are being used today, and we hear them time and time again from our clients, it's, it's not just about strategic execution anymore. It's about strategic agility to, to be able to move quickly, have clarity and focus and yet get your team behind you. And James, I assume then that this would have implications for the way people are learning and how we might approach that learning with those people at Melbourne Business School. What are your thoughts about that? Thanks, Jan. Yeah, I think learning is really at the centre of what organisations need to be focused on. Uh, and I, I start with the point that, as Nidhi is saying, all of the change that's occurring, if we're not learning at a rate that is greater than the rate of change, uh, organisations will fail to survive. So it's that simple. Think about the equation of the rate of learning's got to be greater than the rate of change to keep your survival. Wow, that's quite an impactful statement and something for people to take on. So how might they approach this idea of learning, we've got, we've got to learn rapidly, we've got to make sense of data and we've got to make decisions more quickly. How does that all come together? What's our response to that? Yeah, so I think we go back a step and we actually start to help organisations and individuals learn how to learn because it might seem that it's something that we've done from birth, but actually the process of learning and the core foundations of learning are really important uh, to hold in mind. So I think we've spent a lot of years at Melbourne Business School working with organisations 
to really understand what it is that drives learning at the core through experience and real life examples. And we've also got a wealth of research that gets conducted around the university and the business school to what underpins learning. Would you be able to touch on a couple of those points of what underpins learning for adults, obviously, now we're talking about, because that would feel quite differently from the way we learned at school? You look, again, this might sound simple, uh, but relevance is one of those key things, you know, and you, you know that in anything you do, if it's got real resonance and real relevance to what you've got to do, uh, that then sort of lights the fire that gets people engaged and gets them really bringing their best. Uh, and that's when we can bring diverse experiences into the learning. That's where we bring a reflective cycle into the learning. Uh, and we also think in terms of at the individual level, at a team level and an organisational level. So with those challenges in mind, why might a client approach Melbourne Business School to engage in executive education? We see two real reasons that brings organisations to working with us. The first one is the organisations are trying to implement a new strategy or developing and then implementing a new strategy. So that's at the organisational level. And then the one that sits second is then equipping individuals, managers and leaders to be able to be ready and able to lead into that future strategy. So we've got the organisational lens and then we've got the individual development lens and we bring both of those um, into that approach and that partnering that organisations work with us. I think just adding on to what James has shared as well, um, change is all pervasive and our clients are not alone in that process. I think we share the same sentiment that in the field of leadership development, things are changing all the time and the way we think and learn has to correspond with what's happening in the business landscape. And because we recognize that, I think that's what makes our clients want to work with us more and partner with us in the long haul. I, I would add a, a piece to that, Nidia, yeah. which I think we even see in the offers that we have. If, if we went back sort of five years, we would have had longer cycles. We would have designed a program yep. or an offer yep. and that would have stayed relevant uh, for yep. a number of years. I see the same thing when I work in energy or I work in retail or I work in manufacturing. You know, yeah. car manufacturers, the life now of a run of a model is so much shorter than it used to be. So things, things are so rapidly changing yeah. that you have to keep reinventing. You have to look at shorter turnarounds. And we see that in our work in leadership development. The programs that used to run for a lot longer need to be customised, needed to be adapted far sooner and far more often. So in that sense, reflecting the clients, um, the, the people at Melbourne Business School and Executive Education have to be able to respond quickly, they have to be agile, have to listen to the voice of that client and what their real needs are, and then be able to respond with a program that both is in place as a learning experience for a time. And that might need to change as well. So there may be an iteration to that program or that experience. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, and I think organisations, the context is unique and you have to be able to listen and really get sort of under the skin of the organisation to, to really get to appreciate what are the nuances. Uh, yes, you know, there's disruption 
across all of the industries, but what are those particular facets that you need to uh, attribute your own learning approaches to? Yeah, and I think staying adaptable and agile with our clients in that process means being able to challenge our own assumptions on how people learn, whether it works for them, whether it's relevant, um, being willing to let go of set ways, um, uh, which again, you know, challenges uh, the old stereotypes of, 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 of what a business school might offer. Um, and, and at the same time, experimenting with new ways of doing things and learning as well. So perhaps you could give um, or bring this to life for us through some examples of some work you've done. Yeah, so I'll pick up an example in the energy sector. We've been working with a large energy player over a number of years now, and the original challenge the organisation was facing, a new executive team, a new CEO had come in, and the talent that was uh, coming into that pipeline of future executive leaders was very slim. So the organisation, as we've said earlier, was on a path in terms of implementing a new strategy, and it was really important to have you know, that pipeline of leaders. So that was where we first came in and were engaged with the client to say, we want to build a stronger pipeline. So we want to develop that capability in our leaders to be more strategic uh, and to be able to sort of hold more perspectives in mind. And can you tell us a bit how that played out, that, that learning experience, how it developed or changed over time? So one of the things I wanted to bring in here was when we first started uh, thinking about the design of the program, I still remember the executive, chief executive, because we were talking about how do we make this really relevant and real in what the learning experiences are. And so we wanted to bring in the concept of real cases or adaptive cases uh, and challenges the business were facing. So the CEO said, that's great. I've got a list of those and here they are and we can form teams around those. We can sort those out. And we had to pause it there and challenge the organisation to say, one of the things you're trying to build in this uh, pipeline of successes is that ability to be thinking strategically and longer term. So right at the beginning, we intervened to say, if those challenges are directed from above, you're at the very beginning losing that capacity to bring people into this program to get them thinking at that more strategic level. So it was an interesting conversation when the chief executive said, but what if they pick the wrong things? You know, what if they pick things that I don't see as important? Well, we said, what will they learn through that versus just being given a series of projects that the executive team have decided upon? So that was a really important first part about how do you bring realistic stretching challenges? And the groups grappled with that first part of the program, which was, we've got to come up with the challenges. Are you sure we're really up to that? And, and that started the conversation to say, well, that's the beginning of the work. And we use a simple philosophy of calling, we call it giving the work back. So rather than the executive team or the MBS program facilitators holding all that, we give that work back to the participants uh, to actually have to grapple with those tougher questions. So Nithya, is that example that James provided typical of a client for executive education or perhaps others are different? I think every client is, is unique with their needs and we work with them in partnership to determine uh, what that 
journey for their leaders is going to look like in terms of development and uh, types of learning experiences, for example, that James has shared, uh, might be replicated or we might do something entirely different uh, based on what matters for them and what makes learning stick. An example of a client that I've been working with in the agribusiness industry has a, a cohort of about 16 leaders in middle management positions and they are looking to groom them up into senior leadership positions in the next three to five years. Um, the agribusiness, as you know, Jan, is being significantly disrupted by digitalization, climate change, population increase, and many, many other smaller players who are trying to compete for the market share. So compounded by all these changes, um, you've got a team of um, middle managers who are trying to make sense of what's going on and also be able to enhance their skill sets and frame of mind to be able to lead the business. So with this particular client, we've uh, developed and designed strategic uh, business projects where these leaders work on cross-functional uh, strategic challenges that are important for the business. And through working together in teams, they learn to collaborate, they ask great questions, and they also learn to handle conflict so that they get a heightened sense of awareness of what their strengths are, as well as what their own contributions might be to the team. Given those two examples, how did this experience through executive education make a difference to these clients. James, what would you have to say about that? I'd start by saying one of the things we do with all of the work in the customised space is we have a thorough impact and insights measurement approach where we look at where the organisation is prior to an intervention and the participants, and then we measure that during and post. And one of the key things for the energy client was in growing that leadership pipeline and having that ability to be greater in that strategic realm. And one of the areas that we did measure across the program was the ability to make strategic decisions and hold multiple perspectives. And over the course of the program, there was a 21% shift, a 21% lift in that capability across the cohort. Uh, so that was an important metric that was you know, shared back to the organisation. But also what's probably more compelling was even after the first program, there was the promotion of one of the participants into an ELT role, which you know, hadn't happened for the previous two years. Anithya, might you have some insights into this agribusiness client and these middle managers and how they're progressing? Yeah, a couple of insights, Jan. Uh, for one, uh, we were able to leverage the insights of um, the um, Department of Agriculture faculty from the University of Melbourne to, to bring a bit of agricultural uh, flavour to the leadership development journey, as well as share a bit about what the trends are in this field and the future of what's going to happen. I think having that ecosystem of connections really helps these leaders to uh, feel not alone in this process and journey and to be able to tap on, our, on, on these connections as they're walking this, this journey. Um, the other key insight for me is just um, keeping in touch with our leaders and hearing from them 
uh, how this, these experiences are impacting them in a positive way. So for example, one of the leaders um, uh, shared with us about how these experiences don't just teach him new skills or knowledge, but they really expand his frame of mind and new ways of thinking. So based on those two examples, James, perhaps you could tell us what informs or guides the thinking behind developing a learning experience. Yeah, we have six principles that sit at the core, really the foundation of the work that we do. And those six principles are making learning relevant and realistic, learning by acting and reflecting in a continuous cycle, learning through stretching and supporting, building awareness of self, others and the organisation, learning through engaging the whole person, and lastly, learning through embedding through diverse experiences and networks. So why do we call those learning principles? How does a person use those when they're developing work with a client? So again, I guess they're sort of part of the underlying, you could almost say the DNA that, that helps build the particular interventions. So for us, it's a way of engaging with the client flexibly because work principles allow you to flex when you need to, but they also give you a solid base so you know that it's grounded in something that's robust and brings repeatable benefits. And just to follow on from that, um, no one principle really takes precedence over the other. Uh, as James has shared, these principles are intertwined and related. And um, to your question, Jan, I think they help guide conversation and dialogue with our clients right from the start, where we clarify what their needs are um, through to designing leadership development solutions that work for them. So James and Nithya, have you some final thoughts about this approach for learning, executive education to just take us out on? What, what thoughts might you leave us with? Well, I think I come back to that importance of learning how to learn and not to be too prescriptive. And that's why at the heart of our work, we have these six principles that we hold to. And those principles allow us to flex. They allow us to work and customize with each client. And I guess they give us and the client ultimately that ability to go where the sort of focus needs to go, but in a way where there is some uh, boundaries that can keep the learning on track. Lovely, and with you? Yeah, I think for me, Jen, I think we don't want to overwhelm leaders with a plethora of experiences and confuse them. Uh, what's important here is really selecting experiences that work for them, that feel like the right fit. And for us as well, if, if we think it's not working and we get the feedback it's not working, we should be willing to let it go and be willing to try something new. James and Nithya, thank you for your time and your insights today. Thank you, thank you Jen. For more information about this podcast or any other news about Melbourne Business School, please go to mbs.edu.